Stuff this is like the original that, Dom Kennedy, cool. and right now but I'm kicking it with my like, boy Joe Corneo really right I'm here on the Yada Yada podcast. OPM like, to the Silver. That's how I get like the money. Music yeah. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. Hey, shout out. baby you heard the theme music which means we are back for another great episode here on the yada yada podcast the kid joker now it's your boy we in the building man i have my private channel i'm ready to pop today how you doing i'm feeling great it's a great day for jamiroquai fans because ladies and gentlemen we are joined by none other than the man himself mr paris williams sir yo what's up guys what's happening man i must say paris because of you, I've started every day of my morning this week listening to Jamiroquai. Oh, really? You got me in that bag. Okay. It's been great. I'm glad I could do that. It's fun, man. Hey. You know, shout out to Jamiroquai, right? <laughs> shout out to Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you did so much love in the car today. <laughs> <laughs> so much love. Hey, if you ever want to do an interview, Jamiroquai, just hit, hit us at uh, That'd be hard. the Yada Yada Podcast. Oh, so you, you interviewed Jamiroquai but not OJ Simpson? Joe, we already, <laughs> we already, did, we already discussed this. Like it, I said. I'm ready to pod today. Hey, they're gonna have to send that bread for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, Paris Williams, man, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate the opportunity for real. This is ill, man. Yeah. Been one of my favorite artists in the city, probably since around the time Hopscotch dropped. Oh, thank you, man. That's like a really big compliment. I appreciate that. Oh, for sure, yeah. man. It's dope, man. Like being having that, being the introduction to you is like so ill, because then like I just became fast. Like, who is Paris Williams? And then like. I'd hear some songs like, okay, I kind of figure out your sound, but then the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, maybe I don't know his sound because the next song is always different than right. the song I just heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always just try to, like, you know, pull a bunch of different influences and create something new. Like, I don't like to do the same thing often, you know? Mm -hmm. So And it definitely yeah. shows, and that's dope because it keeps you guessing as a listener. Thank you. Thank it you. It keeps you trying to figure out who is Paris Williams. But right. that's why we're here today. Yeah. We're here to get to know Paris Williams. So. Now, in Hopscotch, you uh, mentioned that you're, you're from Michigan, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What Muskegon, part? Michigan. Uh, born and raised. I moved out to Kansas City when I was around, like, 20. So, been here for about four years. Damn. Yeah. So, you moved from Michigan to Kansas City. What made you want to make that transition here? Uh, just life. Um, you know, I come from, like, a really small town. There's not, like, a lot of resources or opportunity, especially in the arts. Um, and then... When I was around 20, like around my 20th birthday, mom was like, all right, we got to do something, you know, kind of like soft launch me out the house, like a soft kick out type shit. Yeah. Um, and I already had like a ton of friends out here anyway, and we were making music. So uh, this was just like the next logical step. Just to make that transition out here? Yep. So was that kind of nerve wracking at first, just to make that leap of faith to Kansas City? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. I don't think anybody really expected it, especially not my family. They kind of expected me to just stay in Muskegon, but I'm like, if I have to get out, I might as well just make the jump because, like, my life isn't going to progress just staying in this small town. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's, like, a lot of emotions. I kind of made, like, my project uh, Drop That Gorgeous about just, like, that whole era of my life. Um, and, yeah, there was just so much that happened during that time. I moved out here with a friend of mine, and we were making music under a group called Drop Dead. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of just like went left. He moved back home and like kind of the group fell apart. So it's on hiatus, but now everybody just kind of like is doing their own thing. We're all like still homies and stuff, but yeah, we just transitioned to something else. Yeah. Was there a, was there a lot of resistance like moving from home? Like from my family? Yeah. 
Um, not like a ton, honestly. Um, I think my mom just thought I was gonna stay in Muskegon. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe my dad was like, "Yo, maybe you should move," and like my grandmas and stuff like that. But you know, I just had to take the jump for myself. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Especially when grandma hits you like, "Hey, you sure you want to go, baby?" <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. Like, like, Oh, grandma, don't I do this now. So. Yeah, yeah, not right now. Yeah. No, I had already moved out here, and then my grandma was like, yo, you can come back, stay with me, and yada, yada. I'm like, nah. But, you know, I'm on the like, mission focus. Yeah. Now, you, four years later, you're still here. Yeah. You're still doing it. Yes, sir. That's, That's dope, dope shit, man. man. Thank you. Glad Thank to you. have you here, Phil. For real. Thank you. That means a lot, man. Uh, Kansas City has definitely showed me just a lot of love in, like, the short time that I've been here. And uh, uh, there's so much, like, potential and opportunity and just talent in the city so yeah it feels good to be here who are uh, who are some of the people in kc that kind of helped make that transition easier for you uh definitely my boy ty um for sure i've known him since i was like 12 or 13 on the internet um used to be like a huge odd future kid that's kind of what got me into music and uh do like form spring and uh this form called like oft mm. we kind of like connected tapped in we've been friends ever since then and i had uh came to kansas city a few times prior to like moving out here um so yeah definitely my boy ty um just like the whole crew right now alex um my girl gabe deandre uh jeremiah jack just everybody who lives in the crib you know we all do artistic creative stuff um so yeah you have a good core here shout out to god yeah, that helps definitely. you like make that transition, e- transition easier for sure and you met them all on the internet uh no not really i met ty on the internet that's pretty much it um him and alex have been best friends since like elementary school and shit so i met him through that and then uh everybody else kind of went to school with ty as at a certain point so we just met uh just gradually in person and stuff like that and i would known them like through instagram and social media before i moved out here but you know once I moved out, it was just like family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What was that like? Just kind of connecting with people over the internet. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. They all got together on like a chat, and you're doing pretty dope. Tell yeah. us about that. Just me a little bit. I mean, making friends on the internet and becoming real friends. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more uh, commonplace now, but. Back when I was a kid, my mom was like, yo, who are you talking like, to? Don't like, don't meet I mean, people on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you would always hear those, like, weird stories of, like, how to catch a predator and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Since it happened so young, it just kind of became, like, natural to me. And I think, like, you know, that's where social media is right now. You can just, like, make friends with a kid in the U.K., like our homie uh, Medici. He was from the U.K. Oh, is it, that's where he's from? Yeah, never he's met like, him. He's on a few of your songs. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, great producer. Just great artist overall. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just ha- kind of happened naturally, I guess. Like before I met everybody, I was like a little nervous because it's like, yo, like you know, you never yeah. know how people are gonna be in real life. But yeah, uh, hey, we're here today, so yeah. it, it all Lessons. went well. Great things. Yeah. So, did the music aspirations start when you came to Kansas City, or has music always been something that's been a part of you? Uh, I've wanted to do music since I was like thirteen. Um, kind of funny story. I saw Tyler, the creator's Yonkers video um, on, like, MTV Jams because I used to just used to watch that shit on repeat. I don't know why. Um, but I only caught, like, the, the last portion where he kind of, like, kills himself and, yeah. like, jumps off. And I didn't catch the name or anything. I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? I need to find this. Like, so I went on uh, On Demand 
and I went through every music video that they had on there yeah. and just trying to find him. So I found like the cool kids right before and then Tyler created. <laughs> and then I was Yo. like, Yo, this is my thing. This is what <laughs> this I'm doing. Is tight now. right here. Yeah. What was the cool kids video? It was uh, Black Mags. Oh, yeah. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. That's a nice one, too. Yeah. yeah. I think they both in black and white, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both yep. That's tight. God damn. That Yonkers video was like, crazy. Yonkers was really like a culture shift. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because at the time, I didn't like Tyler. So I was, it, it felt like very like shock jock to me. Mm. But then I watched Yonkers video. I was like, I, even, though I, even though I don't like this guy, there's something about this video I can't stop watching. Okay. I mean, he definitely, he definitely got our attention. Yeah. Like, Ate a cockroach. Shit. Ain't I'm, a real cockroach. So yeah. he had he got that uh the the Jesus Christ line that scared me a little bit. Okay, yeah. Like, it, cause I was I grew up in the church type shit. Same. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's the devil. My mom's gonna hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a lot of the controversy around that time. I remember kids like just being afraid of like listening to Odd Future. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I listen to Tyler Crater. They were like, what? Yo, what the it, devil? Yeah, man? exactly. Yeah. It was, it was too good though. Like, it really, I like Yonkers was really good. I had yeah. to let go of, I had to let go of Jesus. <laughs> 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 wow. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That was wild. I definitely had to. I just understood it was like art. Just, yeah. it was music. Exactly. Yeah, it was expression. And it, he was just fucking around. And Tyler definitely like made a shift within like the next. Five years, years, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen him grow type shit. For sure. He was just a teenager, just being a teenager. Yeah, he was like 19 when that shit came out, which mm-hmm. is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're young, uh, I always like thought like I would follow like that kind of trajectory because mm-hmm. like that's my, off the wall. my guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, not even that, just like 19. Like, oh, of course, like I'm 19, you're supposed to 19, be yeah. like, you know, because he was huge. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, being 24 now and like, just having that pressure on you when you're 19, that just has crazy, to be crazy, yeah. And it's like, not only get you do you have the success, but you have, like, this fame, this mm-hmm. money at 19. For sure. And it's like, that's that could be a lot to handle if you're not, depending on where you're from, like, exactly. who you are as a person. Yeah, a lot of people get in that position and fumble. You've so. seen, uh, there's a crazy article I read in the Fader about Young Lee, mm-hmm. about when he first came to the States. Mm-hmm. At, like, 18, he said when he first got off the plane, like, the they guy that he was working drugs. with just gave him a bunch of drugs and money. And he said that that was an introduction to, to America. Because he's like, in America, you have so much opportunity because where he's from, once you turn 21, like, your life's over. Mm-hmm. But, like, in America, your life's just getting started. Mm-hmm. And so he just got all of that at a young age, fresh off a plane in America at 18 years old. And, like, it kind of, like, fucked his life up for a little bit. Yeah. But that's just, like, you know, being able to handle, like, all of that at such a young age. Because it's like the 90s. Every rapper in the 90s was pretty much famous at 18. Like, yeah. Snoop dropped Doggy Style, like, 19 years old. Crazy. Which is insane, bro. Yeah. Tribe was hella young when they were doing, like, mm-hmm. the Nina Applebaum and all that stuff. Like, it's it's crazy. It's definitely, like, a, a young man's sport. But I think things are different. Like, you can you can grow. And I th- it's much better to take your time with shit. And you got to think you in an era where it's, like, literally everybody is trying to make music. Mm-hmm. And even though it was, like, the, the blog area, it was still easier for Tyler to kind of separate himself for that. Like, after you eat a roach and hang yourself, like, <laughs> you're going to, yeah, that's going to blow the internet up. Yeah. You know? That's when yeah. the internet was still, like, fresh and pure. And it's just sure. like, who can do cool shit? And that was what it was used for. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of, like, cluttered with all kinds of things. But at that time, you could filter out the bullshit and get the good shit. Did, like, having that standard at 19 affect how you approach the music? Uh, no, not really. Um, 
because I know like regardless of anybody who that I watch like their career like the time is different and just like the moves and the resources so I just try to like create the best music that I can and try to push it as much as I can with the resources that I have at the time message so so drop dead gorgeous was your first project you put out right uh yeah and they're like well uh not really i've had other projects in the past but i'll like put them up take them down type shit mm -hmm. like just because i grow and i'm like oh maybe this doesn't really represent me as an artist anymore um so like there's other stuff out on like Bandcamp and uh, soundcloud and stuff like that but drop dead gorgeous was kind of like the introduction to like this new version of myself if that makes sense but yeah even that is kind of like far removed at this point i kind of moved on from that sound but and yeah. I, I just listened to that and then listening to rebel heart there's like you could tell you scaled back a lot of stuff because i could like my hair drop dead gorgeous it kind of reminds me of like cherry bomb mm. where it's just like so much ambition and mm -hmm. like raw talent potential to like really be something great that just kind of like has to be fleshed out a little bit more but it's a, there's a lot of great shit there thank you and thank it's you. just like I, you hear like this raw potential in that music but then you listen to rebel heart it's a little bit more scaled back not as like I guess complex in terms of production. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of beat switches in, in uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, a lot yeah. of like production elements that make it great. Like I love it. Thank you. But Thank you. I could tell you kind of scaled that back a little bit with, with like Rebel Heart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's definitely kind of like how I see it too. Like in I guess like the vein of a Cherry Bomb, where it was like more production based. Mm -hmm. And at that time that I dropped it, I had just came off of like our last group project uh, called Dirt Bike as Drop Dead. Um, and that was just like, I'm just rapping on those projects, you know what I mean? So I kind of just wanted to try to create something a little more ambitious, focused on the production side. But when I dropped that shit, I was like pushing it heavy, just like, you know what I mean? Just everywhere. Um, and I would send it to like certain people, A&Rs or music industry people. And I would get like the craziest feedback. Niggas would be like, nah, this is ass. Or like, Damn. I don't fuck with this. Or like. I would have niggas be like, yo, like, you can't really rap like that, which is crazy. But, like, yo, let me uh, get some of my some of your beats for my artist type shit. Mm -hmm. And then I would listen to their artists, and their artists are ass. So it's like, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to step, uh, step back a little bit, focus on the fundamentals, get, like, the hooks right, really flesh out the writing, and just, like, show, I guess, like, what I can do as, like, just, like, a lyricist. So a lot of the newer stuff is kind of... You know, more to the point. Lyric driven, yeah. Exactly, yeah. More telling your story, mm -hmm. how you want to portray it. For sure. Yeah. Step that pen up. Exactly. Was it was it difficult receiving, like, that feedback from A&Rs? Uh, yeah, for sure. It was just, like, frustrating because it's like, man, you just don't understand it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I feel like maybe sometimes it's still, like, an issue that I run into um, with certain things. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. I think just for any artist, the most important thing is just to stick to your vision, stay in your path. Because even if something doesn't pop right now and niggas don't get it in the moment, maybe five years from now, like then people will be ready to receive it and be like, yo, this nigga was on the shit early. Mm -hmm. So, message. I think that's a beautiful thing about music is like it, it kind of it's going to hit for you when it needs to. Mm -hmm. And as long as you like really putting your heart into the music and you are you living your truth, someone's gonna find it, you know what sure. I mean? And like and fuck with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. And you do a great job of like putting yourself out there and, and spreading the word about your music. Thank so you. Yeah, bro. And like how you, you present it though. It's consistent. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep working for it for Thank you know, you. until you get to that shit. 
It's ill. So after after Drop Dead Gorgeous, you had the Coco EP, correct? Yep. And so what was your state of mind going into that compared to Drop Dead Gorgeous? Uh, just more of the same thing. Just like, all right, really scaling back. Um, you know, still want the production to be good and full and, you know, have those core elements. But, like, uh, let's play around with, like, having really sparse stuff and, like, um, yeah, just really focusing on the pin game, trying to get better at hooks. Um and just building like a, a cohesive world around that. A lot of that stuff that I was pulling from, like topically, was more uh, things prevalent in my life during like high school. So I was kind of like looking back and like, yeah. you know, you coming to exactly mm-hmm. coming to terms with like my past, some of the good and the bad moments, and just like um, once you're out of the moment, you can kind of see with like a clear perspective and like you know. Um, so that's really what that project was about. Mm. Yeah. Did you uh, film You Can Revolt at Deep Space? Yeah, it did. That's tight. Yeah. Shout out to the guys yeah, of D-Space. Yeah, shout out to D-Space. Yeah. Man, that's such a legendary spot. I just, I just saw the video for you and uh, you can revolt like yesterday. Okay, and I was like, that D-Space? Yeah. That's ill. Yeah, I think I was the first person to do a music video there. So. Really? Uh-huh. That's ill. Hey, thank you, thank you. That's tight. And who, then uh, who shot it? Um, let me see. I think uh, it was my homie Brad's cousin Kennedy, um, our friend Ashlyn. And uh, just like a couple other people, it's like a really small crew. So, mm-hmm. so you like just, just kind of put it together. Yeah, with all the homies type shit. Yeah, yeah, great work. Thank you, I appreciate that. When uh, you said skinny, skinny, pretty, like I'm skinny, pretty, and cocky, like I'm Tony Tone, is that an inside Rocky reference? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh uh, yeah, was. <laughs> that's my hip hop back for the day. Uh, Got it. You know, caught that one. <laughs> caught that one. That's what's up. Ask about me. Yeah, I love Rocky. I love everybody from that, like, really blog era. Those were the dudes who really been, inspired me. I've Shout out to guys, man. I've yeah. been living in that era for a while. Like, this that ASAP 2012 era. Yeah. It just felt, like, so raw and just ill. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Man, there was so much fresh energy around that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was we cool. Was, me and Joe was talking uh, the other day about it. Mm-hmm. I was a, a horrible roommate my freshman year. I would mm-hmm. wake up playing, like, Full Metal Jacket from the ASAP Mob tape. That's crazy. Like, but, I mean, it was, it was, Halle it Berry was, a, when it was I a moment in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Wake um, up here, ASAP Ferg rapping to you. Like, fuck, man, again. What's what's one project from the blog era that like really just yo? This is amazing. This I is love this. Uh, I think like Section Eighty for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was it. I mean, Bake Sale, of course, like, that was great. And uh, that was, like, a little earlier, I feel like. That was, like, 08, right? Yeah. Um, Just, like, a little bit before the blog. Right? Yeah, yeah, Um, Kid Named Cuddy. That was... Yo, that was... That was... Uh, that one that changed was a lot. Yeah. Heard yeah. the prayer about crying. Yeah. Man. I remember walking home with just listening to that. And it was just, like... <laughs> I had to stop for, like, stop and sit down when the man <laughs> on the moon came. I was like, yeah. yo... This is this is where music is going. I'm here. Man. <laughs> yeah, Cuddy was that guy during that time. And yeah. It's kind of crazy to look back on because, like, Drake was kind of like Cuddy's OG low bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But just the way Drake shot up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like Cuddy was definitely the guy, like, compared to Drake during that time. Mm-hmm. Just see, funny to see how it played out. Yeah. Did, did y'all realize, like, Drake was going to be, like, what he is today? Like, as far as him being such a huge star? Uh, honestly, I wasn't really paying attention to, like, that much Drake when I was, like, younger. Like, I would hear it on the radio and stuff like that, but I wasn't, like, a huge fan, maybe until, like, like 
nothing was the same, honestly. That's when I really, really got into Drake. Mm, that's but now album. I like his whole discography. So no, so far gone. You wasn't. You didn't. Did you listen to? Were, that were you were like a hip, like hip hop, like backpack kid back then? No, not really. Um, I had heard like some of So Far Gone because my cousin would play certain songs, like mm-hmm. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, and like you know those type of records. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, well, as I got older, I guess I just like grew more of an appreciation for him, you know, yeah. just how like he approaches the writing and the melodies and like, yeah, just everything. So you know how to you know how to write them hooks. Definitely, definitely. We're gonna be all right if we put Drake on every hook. Yeah, <laughs> I think Drake is is cold because he know he knows all the lingo. He really is like a chameleon. Mm. He just blends in with any he, style. He know how to like make. He know how to like speak like a woman and make it sound hard. <laughs> I don't know how to. That, that's probably a weird way to say. I mean, just be like really vulnerable with your emotions. And yeah, like still he, he definitely is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But then on like, he what's that shit where he's like that? That's why the neck is a Frank Purr, like that kind of shit. Yeah, that's like. Yeah. How do how do you do that? I think Drake is also just like very aware because yeah. like just with like the social media culture and like what's going on and stuff like that. Like I don't know. Twitter loved that shit when he did that. So yeah. hey. it, it went crazy. He know mm-hmm. how to make that shit just live forever somehow. Yeah. So as a Tyler fan, that like that was a big our future thing. Did you ever think Tyler would make the progression that he made? Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's always just been like that guy in my eyes. So yeah, everything that he's doing now, like that's how I felt about him in like 2011. I was like, this is the the greatest right now. So mm-hmm. just to see him like progress and be on like. The call me if you get lost, like run was crazy, just cause like sold out arena tours, uh, you know having the boats and like just the whole production. So yeah, just amazing to see. A real like a true artist in like the purest sense. Definitely, definitely. It's it. It's it was definitely cool to see, cause like me being like a Pharrell fan and like an NERD fan, mm-hmm. once Tyler hit, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like this is the second coming of Pharrell, cause yeah. he do. But more rowdy though, like more fuck you, more punk type mm-hmm. shit. I'm here. I was here for that shit. So kill yeah. people, burn shit, fuck school. You know, ain't that the motto? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a lot. He was, <laughs> he was still. He was going through some shit. He was. So yeah, he he talks about it in a, in an interview, I think. But um, what's your favorite Tyler album? Uh, my favorite personally probably like. Flower Boy, just because it's like the most well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call Me If You Get Lost, probably like a second, like close second, and then uh, probably Igor. So okay. yeah, just kind of almost chronological. But I'm excited to see what he drops for this next, ne- this next stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Me either. I no it's like you never that's know. the best part. Like yeah. you, you just came with a rapping album, so I only know what's next after that. I think that's one thing I fucked with. Like Yay for is like. Every album was just completely different. He yeah. just made himself a whole new person, put him whole new in identity, a whole new space, whole new yeah. era. And I, that's that's tough to do, especially when you building a whole rollout mm-hmm. and building a whole project. Like you, you probably understand how hard it is to like change your sound. You know what I mean? To like really make it a completely different world. Like to embody like this new persona, like this new, I guess this new side of you. You can mm-hmm. introduce them to people. Cause yeah. like every album, like you have a different appearance, like what you what you're into is different compared to the last album. Mm-hmm. It's like a new eras. Yeah. So no. is it, do you like purposely like try to make sure like have a new era with each project? Um. Or do you kind of keep it in the same universe? Not really purposely when it comes to the music. Um. 
I kind of just like let the music like guide itself um, and then just figure it out from there. But maybe like aesthetically, just like, all right, you know, let's figure out ways to just uh, up the way we do the cover art or the visuals or the videos and like that. That's more uh, planned out, more of like a thought process. But the music, I'm just kind of going in there and like what what happens, happens. Yeah, so. just filling it, filling it out, mm-hmm. just touching your dip. Yeah. So how long would you think, would you say it usually takes you to make an EP or a project? Oh, man, I'm like a, yeah, I take a while sometimes. I think that's kind of been like, like my biggest. You drop like once every year, right? Yeah, at least. An EP every year? Yeah. I think that's kind of like my biggest downfall, just like how long it takes me because it's usually me producing most of the stuff, writing it, recording it, and stuff like that. Um, so it is like a process. Um, so like this last project, like certain songs, like Wake Up, I performed that at my first solo show. In like 2021, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. And so you've been working on that song since 2021? Um, yeah, not like every day, but like I've had like the main outline of it since then. Mm-hmm. So What made you want to keep going back to that song instead of just making new songs? Um, I would always make like new songs in the process, but um, sometimes like a song for me just has like a certain feeling that I can't like recreate or capture. So I'm like, I might as well just finish it and flesh it out all the way. Um, so with that one, it kind of just like took time as far as like getting the guitar right and getting everything to you know sound as full as I wanted it to with the production. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just kind of happened gradually. Now, was there always supposed to be six songs on Rebel Heart? Was there more that you had in Kentucky you wanted to put on there? Or these are six you just decided to settle on? Uh, those were kind of like the sixth. It was supposed to be like maybe five at first, five mm-hmm. or four. Supposed to be, was Wake Up supposed to be like the outro? Um, nah, I played around with just like the position of all the songs, honestly. Um, at one point, that might have been like the intro, but I was like, damn. Yeah, that would be like a rock star intro. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, Def Camp. Yeah, yeah, I thought that might have just been like a lot for people to like go into. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just played with it in real time, and then I had like the first five that I loved, and then uh, Sunsets and Solariums was like an older song that mm-hmm. we just kind of made one That's day. That's a beautiful song, too. Thank you. Like that guitar that comes in at the end, yeah, yeah. that's just hard. Thank you. Yeah, we just kind of made that one day, uh, put it out, and it has like continued to grow over time and uh i was like all right might as well just like put this on like the final project and it's a good closer too so mm-hmm. it gives a good happy ending compared to like wake up yeah it's, it's like sure. a lot wake yeah. up's a great song Thank i like you. i like the because it's such a different like energy shift in the whole project yeah Thank so you. it's just like cool and plus i like nerd and that kind of reminds me of like that rock star energy nerd yeah. had definitely so it's ill but then sunset slam is like kind of like all right it's cool out it's right off to the sunset mm-hmm. definitely definitely i agree so how long has rebel heart been in the making uh man a while uh probably like probably that time like 2021 mm-hmm. yeah just like making a bunch of songs learning improving seeing what i want to do and what i don't and uh yeah so yeah. at one point i was just like all right let's just finally put it out it's been too long so yeah now it's out now it's, now it's here mm-hmm. how you been feeling about the reception so far uh i feel pretty good about it honestly i feel like everybody who's listened has had like a pretty positive outlook on it um you know there's like a wide variety of sounds, but it's still cohesive. Mm-hmm. So maybe the interlude's you don't a good like touch. Thank you. It's a good touch between like uh, Tokyo Paris mm-hmm. to Wake Up. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, so maybe if you people don't like uh, hopscotch or like stunts, like the more aggressive stuff, they definitely like more of like the London Tokyo and like the sunsets and like 
wake up, the more adventurous type shit. So mm-hmm. yeah. trying to take care of everybody a little bit, you know. Yeah, a little bit. Where's a vibe for every mm-hmm. every moment? For sure. Yeah, the hopscotch the hopscotch video was a good moment. Thank you. That was an ill moment. Uh, the homie Ryan, what's his last name? I don't want to botch his last name. Ryan Jenga. Yeah. Yeah, he, he my did boy. A, did a great job on that. Thank you. He was oh, in a, he Ryan was in, directed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, tight, tight, tight. Yeah. He's a great actor. He was in a yeah. elevator money. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah. Yeah, he, he stole the show. He did. Yeah. Did it was he? Great. I haven't got to watch it yet. Oh man, you gotta check it out. I need great. to. He's the he's the voice of reason in the show. Mm-hmm. So he's always like, "Yo, Isaiah, what are the what the fuck are you doing, bro? Why'd you take this money? <laughs> yeah, give me, get the money back." But like, once I found out he directed the video, I'm like, "Damn, like this is so crazy to see how the creative scene here is like all connected in some way, shape, fashion, or like one person or another." Yeah, definitely. Um, I met him randomly. Randomly, we were shooting something uh, for Shuttlecock, like their uh, record shopping thing. Yeah, shout out Aaron Rhodes. Uh, good dude. Um, but yeah, we just connected over that time, and he hit me up one day. He was like, yo, bro, do you have anything new? Like, we should work on something. And then we kind of just started building the concept for that. That's um, like one. Of, that's probably one of the more cooler videos that come out of the city the last couple of years. Thank you. I like appreciate creatively. that. Thank like y'all really did the thing, like especially with all the money. It's like this is fake money. We were broke when we made this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to stress that point. Like to I people. did this, just not say, my money. <laughs> yeah, just because you never want to be that guy who's like flexing and like, you know, not living their rap. So yeah. yeah. Respect, respect to that for sure. But how thank was you. it just seeing like Hopscotch get the reception it did? Uh, it was cool. Um, around that time, I was just like, I don't know, in a transitional period. I feel like I'm always like in a transitional period trying to figure things out. And that was the first time I actually like threw an event. Um, so yeah, we actually, yeah, you ran out of the movie theater, right? Yeah, rented Street. out Stray Cat th- uh, Theater and just like invited fifty people um, to come out, different friends and like fans and just stuff like that. Um, and it was cool because a lot of those people I hadn't even met at that time. So just kind of creating like a new environment where people could uh, network and create new friends and stuff like that. So it was fun. We showed Ryan's last film when she were here. Um, a couple of my old music videos, and then played the hopscotch video a couple times, and then we just had people ask us questions and stuff like that. That's dope. Wow. That, that's stuff. That's so ill to do for like just fifty personal people. Thank you. Put together, like, make it feel like a real event, like mm-hmm. a big occasion. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like if, if you're a small artist, that helps just in like a multitude of ways. Just for me, just to like, I don't know, create because I feel like a lot of stuff is just online right now with like the the playlist and, like, the blogs and those type of platforms. So really, like, getting out there and touching people is, like, really important. Um, and just adding that, like, that little extra, you know, sauce to it. Like, I feel like there's so many cool things happening in L.A. or, like, New York, and I just wanted to create something that maybe the kid is, like, in those areas. Like, Kansas City can become, like, a space where it's like, damn, I wish I could go to that event. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because, like, I feel like people only throw, like, really ill shit on L.A., New York, and stuff like that. So Yeah. I'm starting to get there. It's been Definitely. it's been some better events. Like, but, yeah, when, when are we going to get the next Paris experience, you know? Like, what, are you doing any shows or anything? You have any other furry any, shows? Any <laughs> <laughs> Yo, have you seen that picture of him at the show? No. That's funny as so. hell. Oh, dude, you got to explain this it. picture to us, Paris. All right. Uh, I got some shows coming up in April, though. Okay. So, yeah. Well, in the city? Yep. Where? I've got, uh, well, one in Lawrence. I've got, what, uh, there's going to be one at a place called Howdy, I think. I don't know if it's announced yet, but um, it's kind of by Farewell. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's really like a punk rock venue for the most part, um, but it'll be in that area probably like 
around like the middle of the month. I think that's one thing that's cool about you is like getting to see you in that punk face. You know, it, there's not too many hip hop like acts that I've seen that go perform there. Or w- would you consider yourself hip hop? Oh uh, yeah, you? definitely, okay, definitely. Yeah. I'm a rapper for sure. Um, but yeah, it has been cool. Um, just because like naturally, I guess like those are the people who have gravitated to the music, and uh, they just give me the opportunity to perform, which I'm grateful for. And there is kind of that crossover. But sometimes um, it can be, like, a little odd. Sometimes I'll be playing with, like, a folk band or something like that. Yeah. So, like, the crowd is, like, maybe a little older, accustomed to a different sound. So mm-hmm. they may not be, like, as receptive as, like, you know. Some ear-splitting shit. Yeah, some, like, exactly. crazy, fast-paced shit. For sure. But no, I mean, it, that, that's unique. You got, like, a niche. Thank you. Thank you. you. Need to keep building that. Damn, I can't find the picture. Do you, you have, have the picture? It's on Twitter. It's, I'm trying to find it. Oh, I thought it was a. Uh, it might be the pin tweet or a key. Let me see. It's it's hilarious. Like you're performing and there's like a dude in a fairy costume. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I think it was a, a girl, but. Right <laughs> so there. yeah, explain that picture, man. Where are you at? Um. I don't even remember what venue it was. So my friend Luke, uh, artist, producer, DJ, does a lot of different things, and he'll DJ for me sometimes when he whenever he's like in KC. But he threw this show. It's kind of like a small set. Um, really bad sound system, really like <laughs> bad lighting, just like you know what I mean. Just yeah. overall, not the just best. Got it exactly. And uh, I was performing. It was hella dark. Um, <laughs> it was hella dark. So you didn't see them? Not really. Nah. That's, That's crazy. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I think I saw them like bro. later after, like they had a uh, you know, like the lights had been turned on and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I had no idea that they were up here like this in this position, like watching <laughs> me perform. But that's like mid set or towards yeah. the end of the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably like towards the end of the set. I think I was performing uh, my song called Paradise when I was doing that. Okay, so you but just chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mellowed out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Brighter days are ahead without this fucking yeah. furry. <laughs> I mean, they were cool. They liked the music. They were vibing with it. That's so. ill. Yeah. Big ass gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> just watching. Hey, at least they're fans. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to the very community, man. If y'all want to support Paris, like, I'll be the voice for y'all, you know? Message! Hey, a lot I'll of them furries be rich, bro. Those costumes cost a lot. Yeah, because they got to get them custom made. Yeah. That's a that's a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, people will get together, like, dress up as fur- furries. Furries, yeah. yeah. People like were saying, yeah, used to be a furry, because, like, the college bear uh, drop out and stuff like that, but, yeah. yeah. Damn. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see yay just, like... Wearing the bear suit, not telling anybody yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just out in the mix. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be crazy. Uh, so something that you you may know is that you you draw inspiration from a lot of different artists, a lot of different musicians, and I I believe if I remember correctly, when you dropped stunts, you said you listened to a lot of Project Pat during that time. Yeah. What, what about Project Pat made it to stunts? Uh, I'm in my Project Pat bag right now. Okay, weird. Okay. So hey, I kind of started that song when we were on tour. Uh, I was traveling with Black Star Kids on the Beauty Doobie tour, so. Uh, we were driving around, and I would just kind of, like, listen to a lot of music, uh, like, of the city. I think we were, like, in Texas or something like that, around, like, the South. Mm-hmm. I was into a lot of UGK, Project Pat, a lot of the Southern dudes, and, like, I don't know. I feel like when you're in the city, like, you can really get, like, the, the vibe energy. for it. Yeah. yeah, when I was in Atlanta, I was listening to a, a lot of Outkast, and I'm like, oh, okay, kind of makes sense why they were, like, you know, like, using these sound palettes and stuff like that. Um, so, just, like, the energy and just how early, like... Uh, Juicy and um, Paul were with like the production, like a lot of that stuff sounds exactly like what's coming out today, or even like they're more creative with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 
mm-hmm. sipping on some scissor. Like that sample that they use, crazy, sipping bro. On some scissor. Yeah. Wait, what's what's the sample? What's um, I think it's like. Is it a project pass on? Sipping on some scissor. No, I mean, like the sample. Oh no no no. Um, I'm actually not sure. It's like. I'm gonna fact check. All right, wait. Cause there's like a part on Hey Mister. There's like some elements in one of the songs that he has where it has like sis- sipping on some scissor elements, similar that have like the same sounds. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how they sample that? Cause you know they sampled. My fault, y'all. It's a Marvin Gaye sample. That's what I was Damn. gonna say, but I didn't want to be wrong. What? But you would never think that. Yeah, you gotta hear it a little bit. I said, what's this? They sampled. No. no, it's not working. Yeah, it's not letting me play it. Damn, yeah, I just listen. the way that they flipped that, like, no one would think, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they took, like, a couple seconds and just made it such a full production, it's a timeless beat, you know? Yeah. Oh, like that part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just, like, with the bass line. It's so, it's so wild how a few seconds can change a, a song. Oh, mm-hmm. Give like it the, a whole nother meaning. Hey, man, shout out all the sampling niggas, man. <laughs> Definitely. Y'all, y'all really Definitely. Cool. So, now I also believe, like, around stunts, when stunts came out, I think you said you were a little down because it wasn't getting as many placements as Hopscotch did. Yeah. Is that is is that part of music something you kind of, like, have, like, a struggle with sometimes? Just, like, look at the numbers too much or just, like, focusing on if it's being a success? Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially now, just because, like, that's how, you know, people judge you, like, off your Spotify monthly or, yeah. like... You know, if your you talent don't ha- based off your numbers. Exactly, exactly. You don't have like enough numbers, so maybe we won't give you this look or show you the support and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's just like a constant, constant battle. Uh, but you know, you always gotta have those like kind of talks with yourself and uh, just know like keep consistent and keep you know your head like focused on the mission and all the numbers will pay off eventually. Mm. So, yeah. how how was the tour? How was going on tour with Blackstar Chief? Uh, it was fun. It was fun. I've gone on a couple tours with them now, and it's just cool to see like every time how the production gets bigger and the venues and. So uh, they were just on. Were you on tour with them from nineteen seventy five? Yeah, I was. That's hard. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, and it's just like a learning experience, just like kind of getting ready for my own tour schedule. You know, just like all right, we have to get up at you know. Maybe 7 a.m. sometimes and drive nine hours and then still do a show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like that level of like work ethic and de- dedication. Because a lot of people like, you know, a lot of people aren't really built for tour. They don't know like what it really entails. They just think it's fun all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's really a grind. It is. It is. For sure. You like, that's like getting an NBA contract. It's like you made it to the league. Now you, you still got to work. Exactly. How that's when the work really starts. Mm-hmm. How many a tour or how many shows was it? Like uh, the for the most, yeah. for the last one or the first one? Uh, the first one. Uh, the B tour. Um, I think that was the first tour I went with them on. It was like North America, so I want to say maybe like eighteen dates or something like that. That's I'm not sure exactly, but not too crazy. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't too long. Yeah. This last one was probably that was probably the longest one so far. It was a while. That? Um, maybe we left. I think like. What mid October, and we weren't supposed to get back until like November seventeenth or something. No, no, no. We left on November third, my birthday. I'm sorry, I'm bad with dates. Um, and we weren't supposed to get back until like December fifteenth or some shit like that. Damn. So yeah, we went to Canada and all that stuff too. That's so, it. Yeah. It's going on the road. Y'all actually, they actually had a show at Madison Square Garden, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's wild. 
there. It was cool to be there. How has it been to be able, since you know you're close with BSK? Mm-hmm. How has it been able to see their success up close and like does that motivate you for your own success going forward? Oh, definitely. You've seen how like how it's happening for them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just cool because I feel like I get to see, you know, certain things a little bit early that other artists may not, um, and just take it and learn from it and you know soak up the game and uh, really just get ready for when it you know it happens. happens. I think the most important thing like. Um, it's just seeing that it can happen. A lot of people don't believe things can happen until you like you see it. Yeah. So just being in certain places or like going on the road, it's like, all right, this is like I'm here already. So it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time. Yeah. You you got that foot in. You just gotta keep being you. Cause sure. that's what that's what got you there. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why that's why we're here. Exactly. Exactly. You just, Thank this shit's you. dope, man. Thank you. I appreciate that for it's, real. It's just. It's dope, man. I seen Rebel Heart had like twenty thousand streams already. Yeah, yeah. Like, so for me, like I like the Yada Yada album has like a total of six thousand streams. Okay. And to me, that's just like, yo, six thousand streams, like that's yeah. crazy to me. That's great. But like, fuck. but for like artists, it's like so somebody like you. So say you got twenty thousand streams, like some artists are like that's not enough. But like that still seems like a lot. Like that's something like really be proud of. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a launching pad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like the cap. I think. With records now, you can always, like, continue to push them. And like I said, something could pop off, like, a year from now, something that you released years ago that yeah. you never know. Um, so. For example. Like Kate Bush. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Kate Bush. I heard she was a horrible person. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard oh, she damn. was, like, mad fucking racist. Oh, wow. Damn. Oh, yeah. You I lost Kate either. Bush? I mean, we never had Kate Bush. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. That was Stranger Things had that shit. <laughs> Fuck it, um, but you know the new se- the new season of uh, Fresh Prince is aired, and the guys from Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. And the first episode had a, a, a song by the Royal Chief called "See Me Now" that dropped like five six years ago. And it's just like see, like a, a six year old song just made it to like a, a show that aired today. Yeah, and like to n- people, that's a new song. Yeah, it gives the song a whole new life, you know, new mm-hmm. legs that puts a bro in position to make new, you know, new moves, opportunities, fans, everything. So mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to like treat everything, take everything with care, because sure. you might not have that opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. But if you make you make a quality product, people gonna buy it eventually. For sure. Or if you get it in that right store, that right space, mm-hmm. that's that's really all it is. And it's like you do such a good job like branding yourself and like the Thank music you. and how you put it out and how you want people to see and present it. It's that it's just like you know it's like everything's there. Thank and it's you. like so. It seems like it's all gonna happen. It's a matter of time. You just gotta stay consistent and just keep, you know, making music at a high level that you can, mm-hmm. and just keep presenting new ideas, new, new music to people, and then it'll work out eventually. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely agree. All the small wins stack up. All the little community building events. All like the shows. You know, I've I've done shows with like two people there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've really like just paid dues. So. And everything, you know, just teaches you. So and it like, gets you ready. What was that like? Because there's some artists that won't even go on stage. Like, they'll feel embarrassed they had a show with two people. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you saw that moment, you had two people out there for you. Like, how did you approach that moment? Man, that was crazy because uh, it was in Lawrence, actually. So I drove all the way out. It's like an hour away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rap with these two people? Yeah. Um, Listen, like, when Sir Michael Rocks is here, there was two people there for him, me and him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> I, I knew, like, the first song, but mm-hmm. then it was one song I didn't know, so we was just having this awkward moment, <laughs> like, hey, brother, I'm here with you right yeah, now. Right. I know it's a horrible show. I'm sorry you had to do this. Yeah. But we here with yeah, you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. We also had another moment with, like, 
one of the cool kids. So it was a Chuck English show. It's probably like ten people there, right? It's like two so in the he, morning at the at the riot room. Yeah, <laughs> he, just, he just jumped in the crowd, started shooting dice with everybody, and he he's still rapping and shit to us, and it was it was chill. That was like, like he made a moment my, out of it. Yeah, my favorite shows ever. Yeah, just because it was like. Damn, nigga, Chuck English shooting dice right here and rapping. What the fuck? <laughs> rapping sure. Black Max right now. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. let's do it. It don't even sound real. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I think uh, when you're in those moments, it's important to just, like, you know, take full advantage. That's when you can really, like, spend some time and chop it up with uh, people who come out and support you. You know what I mean? Because right. they're going to remember that. Uh, like, when, like, bro, like, there was three of us in the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm niggas like, don't forget that. We gonna interview that nigga one day, and I'm gonna be like, bro, I appreciate your ass <laughs> for doing that. You had one show in Kansas City. Niggas waited till like 2 a.m. in the riot room for, for that. Just posted up. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but that's just you know, even at that point, that was probably what 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. 2015, 16. It's so like that was you know years after the bake sale and all mm-hmm. that. He was still having to you know like perform in front of like 10 people. That yeah. was I think he had just put out uh, everybody's big brother. Yeah, something like that. Was it Everybody's Big Brother? I think so. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a classic right there. People sleep on my guy Chuck. People do. They People do, bro. Do. Like they, he's one of the coldest producers, man. He really is. He really is. Don't get his credit. Definitely very influential too. You mm, know, especially during the blog era. Yeah, they so. hey, they don't show enough love to the cool kids. They yeah, don't. just in they, general. They really like shifted the culture. Mm, For sure. Made shit like. I don't know, like, when they came out, it just felt like shit was retro again. Like, all that 80s shit just felt cool again to me. Like, it just looked fly. Like, they presented it in such a fly way to where it didn't, like, come off tacky. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Said, Black mags, pennies, like, say just Star pennies, Wars? bro, like, yeah. <laughs> cooler than that guy. Uh, yeah. Man, they got some They got some classic shit. Like, I would love to lock in with uh, both of them. It's That'd so cool. crazy, bro, because it's like, I remember, like, 2009 playing NBA 2K9, and pennies was the song for the video. Like, that oh, okay. was the official theme song for the video game. So Fire. every time you play 2K9, that'd be the first song you hear. It's like all freshman year, I remember hearing that. And that's when I got into like my heavy cool kids phase. That's fine. And then it's like, you know, 2021, we got a song with Sir Michael Rocks now. Yeah, yeah. that's like, legendary. Congrats. That's like, what? There was a, they had another song on, on uh, you said NBA Live or? 2K9. 2K9. So had, on NBA Live, they had 88s. Mm. And that's kind of how I like peeped it. Okay. So I remember hearing that and then I remember seeing the Black Mags video and then it was like, Oh shit! These yeah. niggas, this shit is real. It's legit. That shit is too crazy. Man. It's just funny how the world works. Man, make that happen, Joe. We need, we need the <laughs> Michael <laughs> Rock's Paris. Hey, you know, I can make a few calls for you, Paris. You know what I'm saying? We'll get that. We'll get that Banco feature lined up. Hey, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate beat, that. Man. You know, you guys could rap about your Miracle. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Some real obscure shit. Yeah, oh, that would be crazy. You gotta sample the uh, the dance shit. Can't he? Okay. Can't eat in my heels maybe tonight. Not, maybe, baby, not baby. Not, maybe not Kenny. Maybe not Kenny. Maybe not Kenny. If you could flip it crazy, but I don't think it's something, it's something about it. It's, just, it's too cringy to me. It, it's Napoleon Dynamite, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I, I love Napoleon Dynamite. I know. It's the song itself. Bye. <laughs> By itself, I feel like Napoleon got to be dancing to that <laughs> for you to like. Yeah, really? for me to be able to even to just listen to it, I, there's no there's no time where I would play that at, at my house. Really? I don't. You think can squeeze so. it in there maybe, when you Sunday cleaning. Maybe at a party or something. <laughs> you know, like, some. Hey, no, nah, we gotta. We that gotta, shit would ring at a party. Can't he at a party? Oh, that's ringing. We listen to oldies when we cleaning. You know, that's an oldie. It's nineties. That's not, bro. No, that's not that. twenty years ago. Not that. I'm talking about like. Put you put some Barbra Streisand on or something. You slide your mirror quite right after. 
I'm not about to argue like, with you. <laughs> I can argue Jamiroquai with you. That's funny. Can't do that. So, Rebel Heart just dropped, man. So, like, yes, what's sir. what's next with Rebel Heart? You uh, just, uh, I know you've been dropping like lyric, lyric, uh, lyric posts yeah, on yeah. Instagram for like each song. little booklets and stuff mm-hmm. like, like that. I love that too. I always love that because like Eminem albums always had those, and that was always cool to me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're just trying to like come up with ways to just kind of extend the rollout, repurpose the content, and a lot of the stuff that I'm doing this year, honestly, is really to like super serve the fans that are already here. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like once you do that, then they'll share you and like, you know, you'll have opportunities to obviously break into new markets and stuff this like that. This is the original Dom Kennedy and right. Hey, shout out Sleepwalker. He made that. Yeah, he made that. Shout out my boy. That was one of the craziest shits. Yeah. Like, he engineered uh, the project, mix and mastered all the songs on it. So Shout out to the guy, man. Yeah, great dude. Awesome dude. He's really a wizard. For sure. For real. For That's real. A, how'd y'all link up? Uh... Shit, I don't know. I think we had been following each other for a while, um, and I knew he like mixed certain things. He was a, a engineer, and we were looking for somebody to mix Sunsets and Solariums, and that was our first time really working together. Mm. So we sent it over, came out amazing, and then I was like, might as well just work with them for the next project too. So yeah, he'll yeah. yeah. he'll get you right. Yeah, definitely. He really will. Yeah, he's like the mastermind behind like the yada yada. Cause he made this, he made this logo. Oh, fire! Then he yeah, produced the song. He mixed and mastered the whole album for us. Okay. Yeah, like couldn't really do yada yada without him, man. Shout yeah. Out, shout out to Sleepwalker. Shout out Sleepwalker, man. He, he let us bug him for like a whole summer. Yeah. We, we became real friends that summer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, he, Joe was always puffing his jewels. <laughs> <laughs> certain, by the end of the album, he was like, no, Joe. Hit my jewel. No, <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he bought him. Yeah, he bought me yeah, a jewel. He bought him one. Like, hey, bro, that's, look, that's love. If you gonna do this, I don't know if it's love. It might be it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of a like, hey, bro, stop asking me for, yeah. for this jewel. You I, got your own. Yeah. It's like how you give your little brother the controller. That's yeah, not yeah. plugged in. <laughs> wait, like, wait, bro, leave me alone. He bought one for you though. That's yeah, nice. I was like, hey. that's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, my goal for just like the the rest of the year is just to put out as much like great music as I can. Um, so we flooding the streets. Trying to okay. definitely, um, and just shoot like as much like short form content as I can too. Mm-hmm. Um, still do like the full music video productions and stuff like that, and maybe rent out the theater again. But maybe for a song like uh, I don't know that came out like a while ago, we can do like a short minute long video. We're mm-hmm. gonna uh, shoot a London Tokyo. Uh, visual pretty short here. So, okay, it's like uh, uh they used to like you know how back in the day they used to have music videos would have two music videos in them. It'd be like yeah, one full song and then like the the last half of like, Yeah, <laughs> money on, on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always thought that was the hardest shit. We did that uh for the Youth and Revolt video too. Yeah, with Paradise at the end. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And people are like, "Yo, when's the full video coming out?" I'm like, "Bro, that's all we shot for." Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no, there's no full video. Yeah, but that's that's cool though because it's like you always leave them wanting more, mm-hmm. wanting more like from Paris Williams. For sure. Thank you, thank you. You know, would you ever do like a limited run of CDs? Uh, yeah, I've thought about stuff like that. Yo, that I just seen Black Star Kids put out a physical CD yep. for the last album. That would be mm-hmm. fire. You can do like do like fifty, make them like super limited. Yeah, that'd be hard. Booklet, man. you can actually have the booklet for Rebel Heart. True, I like right pay a hundred dollars for it. A hundred. He'll give it to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Start the production right now with a hundred dollars. Let me talk to my accountant. All right. Let me borrow a hundred dollars. <laughs> What's a hundred dollars to you? <laughs> Wait, I've been thinking about just doing like smaller runs of like the product and stuff like that because uh, fifty is very doable. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but just like like trying to create like the value for the people you know what i mean i feel like sometimes um make them buy I, nft nah. and then, then they get the cd see i've had people like be like yo you should do the nft thing or like nft projects hit me up and stuff like that but i'm like I don't know if that really like you know like if yeah. that's not your fan base like mm-hmm. that can go really bad for you like you know spend all this money on the NFTs. I think the fifty the fifty CDs would be cool mm-hmm. me personally because it's like very limited. It could like personalize them like write like yeah, autograph them or something or like write like a little message to whoever buys it. Definitely, definitely. You know I'm here for it, man. Let me, yeah, let we me, need more Paris Williams, man. You've been here for four right. years. We need more. Thank you. I'm a I'm a I'm a get on I'm a get on it for sure for sure. Do you uh you have a manager? No, I don't. So you handle like all your booking and everything. Yep. Like and I'm definitely see. trying to book you for a show this year. I would love to. Yeah. Definitely, oh, yeah. that'd be fire. And then we got, you know, we got some cool shit in the works that we'd love to get you involved in. Okay. So yeah. you know, just try to help help you. Mm-hmm. You know, get get the word out about Paris Williams for sure. Your music. I appreciate that. Yeah, just let me know. I'm definitely down. Fuck yeah. Hey. Goddamn, Paris Williams, ladies yes, sir. in the building. It's, it's time for war, ain't it? It's time for war. All right, Paris, man, we've been having fun, but now it's time right. to get serious, sir. We like to play this game called Whose Bar Is It Anyway? I'm ready today, y'all. All right, Paris. We're so see how much of an odd future fan you are. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. So you, so we asked you, Paris, your top yeah. five favorite rappers. Do you, do you know that? Hey. Uh, yeah. No order. It was Tyler, Jay, Yay, Outcast. Um, was that it? Kendrick. Kendrick. Yes. Yeah. All right. So out of these five artists, we're about to spit you five bars, and you gotta tell us okay. out of these five artists you gave us whose bars it anyway. Right. Now we could reuse artists, may not even use a certain artist. So there's no like Where? process of elimination here, all right? Okay. All right, you ready for the game? I was nervous for this part. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right. You want to go first? Let me go first. Yeah, you go. Y'all gonna pull out like some random deep cuts or some shit? Uh, hey man, you know we're just trying to win the game, dog. <laughs> Look, we're just trying to see how much of a fan you are of your favorite artist. Let's get it on. I tried to be nice this time. We try to get. We we purposely try to win though. All right. So here we go. First one. Peep what I say. Every day the sun sets just like clockwork. To put the Glock to work and put in the body to stand stills. Man, it kills me. Taking that life is like taking a shit. Hit or miss, dudes are playing God. Try to rob and steal. That's why you got to guard your grill like a barbecue because they harming you. And just like honeybees swarming you. Is that cast? Damn. He's good. Yeah, that was E.T. He's good. That was, that was Big Boy on E.T., yeah. extraterrestrial. Theo started laughing. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he, he, Theo, he already Theo knew. Know it. All right, you one for one. You got the next one? Yeah, I got it. You took the glasses yeah, off. It's, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real. I just don't want to be, you know, telling on myself. The sun is slowly falling. We are surely, wait, we all surely should die eventually. So what's your calling? Are you left, oh, oh you left your phone behind? Identity crisis, break mirrors, vice steer us through wickedness. Jesus Christ is right near us. And a devil said you owe 10%. Kendrick? You know what song? Nah, I don't. How did you know it's Kendrick? Uh, I mean, with all these people, it's just like they have like a certain writing very perspective distinct, yeah, and like very know? distinct style writing. Yeah, and that's something I've, I've been able to point out. Like the more we do this game, because a lot of people have like reoccurring artists, of course, like Kendrick J. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you kind of can just t- tell like the writing style. Yeah, personalized. Yeah, damn, we about to lose though. He <laughs> <laughs> came ready. It was it was fight the feeling though. Oh, oh song oh, Macadelic. Well, yeah, yeah, I love that song. That's a great. Yeah. song. I love that song. R.P. Mac, man, he's definitely a big influence too. Man, we've been we've been reminiscing about that one all week. Well, yeah. I be I still ain't listened to some of his like some of the newer yeah, albums. Stuff. Swimming. Yeah, I be 
I'd be crying, bro. I legit be like, I lost a homie with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You ready for the next one, Paris? Yes, sir. All right, you two for two. Let's see if you can keep it going. <laughs> 357 to your forehead. They'll be more dead because I'm a pro kid. But Lord forgive me, I got to keep my milli right veneer me. My nine be doing fine until these dudes wants to clear me. Off my street, but in my hood hood, they hollering ghetto. Don't got no neighbors. They hit the pipe and never let go. But I feel for them like Shaka Khan feel for you. This one's a little tough, but I'm going to say Jay. Andre 3000. Cass. Ain't no I was going to guess. That's when he was still rapping like a gangster on the first yeah. one. It was the yeah. ghetto line that I was like, ah. I knew that one. Because it almost sounded like Yeah, it does. So, like, whenever I have a certain artist, I try to get verses from them that makes it sound like it could be another artist in the list. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of throw them off a little bit. That's, That's free smart. game for y'all. That's smart. You got your next one? Yeah, this is just one of my favorite Tyler's. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm going to still do it. Can you All right. See if you guess the song. Because it's pretty easy. Okay. Hello, the hype is so mellow. Bitch, I'm dope and my pipe is so yellow. The blue polka dots, pink stripes, and it's pink on the title. Nigga, fuck your role model, bitch. I'm my own idol. If you can't face it, my nigga, you can ass it. My accessorized accessories bring out my assets. Nigga, this sound on acid tablets. Stussy G shock with a custom, custom pair of 3D glasses. As I'm from ADHD. Yeah. I should want in the fucking world. Yeah. Talk that shit. That's uh, what I'm Tyler's. Wanted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew you was going to get that. <laughs> I haven't listened to that song in a while either. Yeah, but, but that's just, just like in my brain. That is exactly the moment I wanted to recreate this. Now you started rapping with Yeah. Me. We did it. All right, man. That was great. You did All a right. great job. We got one more. Let's see if you can get on the strong though. You, All you right. four for five. Fucking gave that one away. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. Now how the hell I end up arguing with this bitch. Know everything but don't know shit. Kinda reminiscent of Anna Cole Smith. I just turned my music up like, damn, that's some cold shit. I might have known her about a couple of months. Since then, she gained a couple of chunks. She went from being a strobe light to that old lady on Boomerang. Lady Illinois, I need no lights, and I swear she a riot, folks. How she order all that food in a motherfucking Diet Coke? Damn. And a Diet Coke. And a Diet Coke. I'm talking about. And a Diet Coke. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Is it Jay? It's actually uh, Kanye. Oh, I forgot Ye is in my, like, okay, word. I forgot Ye is in there. I thought, I thought yeah, the sense of humor would give it away. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. In the yeah, diet yeah. coat. Yeah, He's for sure. He's definitely fat phobic. fucked up, Ye. Well, you finished three for five. Three for five, That's still man. solid. First All time right. on the pod. Yeah. Know. Next time I'm coming through, I'm, I'm killing everything. Sweeping it. Uh -huh. yeah. We'll see about that, though. Well, you know, we'll give you a round of applause. Three for five. You know, first time on the pod. That was the easy one for the first try. You know? Oh, wait. We, like, wait, we want wait. the guests to feel comfortable. Okay. I appreciate it. But that. next time, we, we really get an album. The homies be getting mad. Like, Sean been on, done, done a couple. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, one <laughs> be time on we, Sean. Like, one time he threw us, like, uh, he said the most favorite rapper was Yay. We threw him a Child Rebel Soldier song. Oh, wait. He was like, bro, who listened to that? I'm like, I would, everybody. I would have knew that. I would have knew that. Yeah. yeah. But that's what for I'm sure. saying. That was, that was a crazy-ass moment, though. If you... If you was a fan of them three folks, mm -hmm. that's like, like if you ever fucked with Ye for real in 07, yeah, for sure. Like this is like the cool. Those are the guys, yeah. Like fresh off, like in my mind, graduation. Like this is like the perfect rap group ever. Yeah, at the that perfect was, time. That was a super team. There was no way that those personalities could all <laughs> come together and, and make some shit. 
Yeah, but I wish they would have locked in though. That would have been crazy. Yeah, at least just for, for like, one, for, for like an EP or something. Like yeah. just five, five songs, songs all we need. Like, yeah. I know y'all could do it. It'd been tough, man. <sighs> but that's just like one of the blog era moments. Look, you might have changed the world for real, for real. Man, we can have a whole different conversation right now about Definitely. those three. Yeah, he might be president for real, for real. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm blaming you for real. Lupe, he got Lupe got weird on us. Lupe, became, he became a samurai. He did for a little bit, yeah. Yo. <laughs> he just out there swinging the motherfucking sword out there. Yeah. Message. He, de- he deadly. Ah, so, Paris, before we go, man, we'd like to end the song with a, a the pod with a song by the mm-hmm. artist. What song you going to hit him with today? Uh, London, Tokyo, off my last project, Rebel Heart, featuring the homie Sam Wells, uh, produced by the guys Cheddar and K-Magic Keys out of New York. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good record. Probably one of my favorites off this, like, last project. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've been a fan favorite too, right? Uh definitely. Definitely. Uh got a video coming for it and just gonna like continue to push it and see what happens. Okay. Well shit. Paris Williams, thanks for joining us on the podcast, man. Thank it's you been guys an honor finally to talk to you and meet yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be dope. Excited to see what you got coming up. Thank you so much. So until next time, y'all. It's Kid Joe Cornell. It's your boy Black Hockey. And it's Paris Williams. See y'all y'all the podcast, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> I can barely sleep cause my dreams keep me up at night Reaching for the stars so hard I done took flight It's only right I rock the ice and make them all polite Call these niggas sharks, only thing they do is go and bite Man they flows bore me, sweat these niggas overhyped Girls do adore me, shawty wanna rock my mic Like mic check, one two, one two That three story crib with the ocean view Been my name you since pet play pew I grew up in apartments with no signal Probably why I started sparking on all these tunes With a ragtag crew that look like loons Striving through the stripes Stay sharp like a knife Swear I'm done taking advice Fuck being polite Take a gamble, roll the dice It might change your life Man, we had many gritty nights Wasn't nothing nice London, Tokyo, Paris, Rome Got a lot of big places Meant to call my home You can take a ride with me And just call my phone Either way, baby girl Know I got to go London, Tokyo, Paris, Rome London, Tokyo, Paris, Rome London, Tokyo, Thousand songs trying to get these sauce a home. Notice all alone when I truly hit my zone. And everything I'm searching for was in me all alone. No matter where I roam, know the ski is on my bones. I was raised from the thugs and the drug dealers. That's why I love niggas steady ducking fuzz, nigga. Trying to paint a vivid, hoping that they get the picture. When the times got tough, who was really with you? Old friends in my line like shit. Who knew what arose from my concrete?